All right. Let's, Let's get, get into it. it. Well, it's another Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. This is a happy Friday. It is I, a happy I get Friday. to have a cigar and I get to have a whiskey. Yes. And then I can say that we're still working. This is work. This is work. It's awesome. It's hard. We're hard at work this, right now. I don't you know, know. It ain't much, but we've, it's honest We've work. made a, la- <laughs> a lot of bad decisions in our lives, business-wise, personally, oh, yeah. military-wise, but we've also made a couple really good ones. A couple. <laughs> and, and a couple of those really good ones have led us to be able to be here on a Friday. Yeah. Smoking and drinking whiskey, doing a podcast. Listening to freedom. Listening to freedom. And uh, yeah. So let's celebrate those good decisions. Yeah. little Woodford today. Double oaked. I don't know. Double the oaked. Last the- time I had this one. It's oh, been a minute. I like this one the best. I do too. Woodfords, I believe. Cheers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let me get this thing lit. We can go into this. Yeah. This is going to be a fun episode. I think so. Cause we don't really have any agenda. We have one thing that we're going to cover and it was a weird thing you've experienced in the cigar it has. It was a really cool world. That you- well, let's go over some other stuff first. Yeah, um, I'd like to get into a little bit about. Uh, you know, you, you always hear people talking about what you should do and what you shouldn't do with a cigar or in a lounge or you know etiquette wise or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, I think we should, should touch on some of those and at least give our opinion uh, because all of this is just opinions. There's it, no it right is. or wrong. I, way to- sometimes there's a right or wrong answer. Sometimes there's well. There's no wrong way to smoke a cigar. I'll, it just I'll changes agree. your experience. Yeah, yeah, but there's right and wrong etiquette. There is a hundred percent. Yeah, but like I, there's no right way to do this. All the only thing it does is there's tips and tricks and there's advice. But if you don't follow any of it, you're just going to have a different experience smoking. That's true, and it might be a poor experience. It, quite right. possibly, right? Or it could be. Awesome. You right. could have found out a new trick. Like we'll, we'll get to you in the show right. and we'll show you guys. Right. Um, so that being said, you want to, you want to cover how to cut a cigar? Yeah. Uh, we I mean, can do that real quick. We'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll quickly cover it. Mm-hmm. And then on a follow on episode, we'll actually go into like the different kind of cuts yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, really, I mean, the, the proper way to cut a cigar, if you look on your cigar, there's, there's, now two lines there's two lines and it's really easy to see on our night shift because they're different colors (laughs) so your cap is your first line your second line i don't know what they call the head the head the head of the cigar so you you never want to cut below you never want to cut the head off a cigar no that's your last line of defense yeah if you cut below that your cigar is going to unravel in your mouth you know in india yeah Back in the day, they've known been known to behead people, right? Yeah. So India Indian is too much. American Indian is a scalping. You want to scalp your cigar. <laughs> okay. You want to you want to get just below that first line. Scalp your cigar. Don't behead it. <laughs> I mean, it's a great analogy, right? <laughs> American Indian, your cigar. Hence the statue. Scott, I think that yeah. is going to go down as one of your best analogies today. <laughs> that was fantastic. I don't, the worst part is like, I don't know if that's racist or not. 
I mean, I don't know either. It's recreational. It's okay. I don't think it's racist. No. It's historical. That's true. <laughs> That's awesome. But yes, so take as little off of the cap of the cigar as you can and still get a good draw out of it. Um, that's, that's our recommendation on how to cut it. If you're using a V cut, um, uh, you know, obviously that it's only going to cut so deep. Um, so you just put the cigar in the V cutter and you cut it. Unless it's a tiny little baby cigar. Then yeah. you got to watch out. So Cause then you might cut through the yeah. head of that cigar. Uh, and then it'll, it might unravel. Um, and then lighting it, we recommend you toast the cigar with a, a, a butane lighter. Um, just cause, uh, butane is a clean fuel. It's not going to alter the the taste or the flavor of the cigar. Like if you use lighter fluid, it's your whole cigar is going to taste like lighter fluid. Like a Zippo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, toast it, warm up uh, the whole base of the cigar until it it's evenly toasted. Uh, and then when you light it, apply even heat throughout the whole foot of the cigar. The least amount of heat as possible yep. is preferred. Um, if you char it, then you have issues. Yeah. I think well, we covered that we last did. episode. Yep. Yeah. Um, you don't have to touch the flame to the cigar. You can leave a, a little bit of a gap. And then uh, make sure you rotate the cigars, you apply and flame to it, and you're good to go. That's yeah. the easiest way. Yeah. Uh, there's a million different ways. But Now, that being said, mm-hmm. if all I had was a Zippo. I'm still smoking a cigar. Right. You know, like, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. If it comes down to, like, I'm either going to smoke the cigar if I get it lit by any means necessary. Right. Or I'm not going to smoke the cigar. I'm going to s- smoke the cigar. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like Tim with cigars daily, he lit it using a uh, magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it worked. If if I was stranded on an island and I had cigars and no matches, yeah. I would figure it out. I will find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I will find a way. I'll be rubbing two sticks together for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so, today I'm smoking the 762, the Rosado, which is kind of my, my go-to. The 762 Garrison yeah. Rosado. Yeah. yeah. And so with the Woodford, hmm. silence. I know, uh, right? No, uh, it does change it. It's different than when I normally drink my other go to, Jameson. Um, it mellows the cigar more yeah. than the Jameson. I think it's uh, because in the risotto, I don't get too much sweetness ever. Yeah. And I think with the Woodford, I'm getting a little bit of like caramel. It's kind of a, there's a lot of, I don't know, that caramel sweetness in this, in the Woodford. Go ahead. So why does, when you pair a cigar with a different drink, whether it be coffee, Kool-Aid, bourbons yeah tequilas why does it change why does it change why does it change so i'm gonna go on a limb here because i don't know if scientifically this is true or not but it makes sense to me right so when you're drinking it you're uh, you're coating your palate for lack of better words um you're adding in those flavors into into what your mouth is tasting and what your your smell is tasting essentially and uh so when you go and you change whatever you're drinking and then you go back to that same cigar you're gonna get different flavor profiles off it because of that coating that's already in so essentially you're mixing flavors yeah right yeah yeah so it's it's good like every now and then i drink tequila 
and a completely different experience on the cigars yeah at that point you know what i've really started to thoroughly enjoy with cigars is mezcal because it's so earthy and smoky it brings out some flavors in cigars that i was just like oh okay uh-huh. yeah i got hooked on that in mexico city yeah. i was just like oh man it's <laughs> another bad habit and then i have a feeling a lot of people that are listening probably are newer cigar smokers mm-hmm. so let's talk about what gives you the flavors of cigars okay so when you smoke a cigar in your nose is most of your taste buds mm-hmm. right and so if you're not familiar with the term retrohale it's when you let a little bit of cigar smoke out of your nose you don't inhale the cigar yeah you just as you let it out of your mouth you let a little come out of your nose and if you've never done that before that's how you get the real flavor of the cigar be careful when you first start doing it yeah i I would say like you let 90 percent of the smoke out of your mouth 10 percent out of your nose it's probably a good way to start it uh and uh boy does it change the experience if if you've never done it before yeah because like when i'm busy i don't necessarily retro hail i don't think I think I do on every cigar that I smoke and I just don't know I'm doing it. I think it just becomes such a, like you just did it and yeah. you didn't even notice. No, I did on oh, purpose okay. there, but I was going to say, I, I know. So I, st- I, I know for me personally, because I smoked cigarettes back in the day when I was in the military, right? When I exhaled smoking a cigarette, I blew air through my mouth and my nose. Right. So when I smoke a cigar, even though I don't inhale it, right. I still push a little out my nose and it's not like I'm trying to do it. Like, Oh, I'm going to retro this. You know, yeah. blah, blah. It's just one of those things that happens. Um, but I think like, that allows me to enjoy a cigar more. Have you seen people struggle to try to retro? Oh yeah. It's yeah. Right. I have a drink of whiskey in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously not inhaling the whiskey, but I can still exhale out of my nose. Yeah. With the whiskey in my mouth. Right. You can do the same thing with smoke in your mouth. You just hold it there and then you exhale. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that would help people who don't know or haven't right. retrohaled before. Yeah. Because I've seen people like do all kinds of weird stuff. All, yeah. yeah. It's like they're having a stroke. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I can't breathe out of both at the same time. Yeah. You can. You can do it all the time. You just don't realize it. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into some etiquette stuff, some do's and don'ts per se. Yeah. The industry. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about cutting and lighting. Um, you know, there is a, the more you smoke, the more you'll realize that cutting and lighting the cigar definitely makes an impact on your experience with yeah. that cigar. Um, the better job you do at cutting it, the better job you do at lighting it, uh, the better that experience of smoking that cigar is going to be. Um, ashing. When do you ash a cigar? I ash as soon as I think it's in danger of falling on my lap. Yeah. You like to smoke it I until it falls <laughs> on your lap. I, I've always said it. The best place to ash is in your lap. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I say that because you can damage a cigar by trying to ash it too much. You can. And it's not so much the, the like, if you're just rolling your ash in the ashtray. So, for example, I don't know if the camera's going to pick this up. But how I ash is on the side of the ashtray, I put side pressure on the ash and it just falls And just off. a little roll, a little touch, yep, and, and it falls fall right off. 
But there's a lot of people that ash it like a cigarette with a little tap on the cigar. Yeah. They'll try to hit it on the edge of the ashtray. Mm-hmm. The chances of you cracking or damaging the wrapper by doing that are very high. Yeah. Um, and so you do that even if you don't see a visible crack in it. If you if you did a stress fracture in that wrapper and then your heat is starting to cl- get close to it from smoking, yeah, it could pop that wrapper and then now all of a sudden it looks like you have a construction issue. But what really happened is, is you damaged the wrapper, yeah, by a- ashing it aggressively on an ashtray or tapping it too many times right. or something like that. How else you can damage the wrapper is when you take your band off, mm-hmm. right? And so some it's put on by hand with the. Uh, it's uh, a plant-based glue. Yeah. What's yep. it, there's a name. I can't remember. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Starts with a C, I think. But uh, uh, anyway, so you can damage it because some of that glue can actually glue your band to the wrapper. Yep. Right. And so, you know, if it's just a little bit of over, you know, they use a little too much or yep. whatever. Um, so the best way and the best time to take off your band is kind of where I am now because it's allowed the band to get warm as you smoke it. And so it makes that glue come off a lot easier. Right. It starts to loosen the, glue yeah. the heat. Now we totally fucked you when we came out with the night shift. It's a, yeah. it's a big band and it's hard to smoke close enough to it to get the glue warm. Right. And so, and they use a lot of glue. So I'd, these bands are difficult to get off. I would still recommend to get close to it. Though. Yeah. If you can, the best way to get the night shift band off is to slide it off the top. Yeah. And so like I even damaged it a little bit there. Yeah. I pulled a little bit of the head off. So mm-hmm. but uh that's a good way. That's a good way to do it if if it's not too, you know, if it's tight. not too tight. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Uh what's your opinion on I mean, I I know our opinion is gonna be drastically different than than your average cigar smoker. Um but what's your opinion on sharing cigars? Not like the one you're smoking, but like, do you, when you, if you go somewhere, do you always bring extra cigars? I, well, like you said, ours is different because yeah. I own a cigar brand. Yep. So typically I have a cigar or two to share mm. out of Scott's personal selection. Right. I would never share a company owned cigar because no. that is illegal, sir. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, typically I have a cigar. I love trading cigars. Right. Especially because I own a brand. So 95% of the cigars I have are my own brand. <laughs> and I appreciate smoking all the cigars. Yeah. Right. So uh, I like trading, especially with other reps, other brand owners. You right. Know, we definitely do trades. Yeah. Like um, baseball cards yeah. for adults. Yeah. You know, but I think, you know, there's nothing yeah, I, I like I like trading cigars, sharing yeah. cigars. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a you, know, you don't they're expensive, so you don't want to, right? You know, don't expect somebody to give you a cigar all yeah. the time, and you probably shouldn't give away hundreds of dollars of cigars all no. the time. But you know, that's why trades are cool, right? Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, you know, if you're gonna go like uh, golfing, mm-hmm. or if you're going to like a barbecue. You know, you're not walking into a cigar lounge. Yeah. Like you just, you're hanging out with friends and people and around things like that. Yeah. If you're, if you know, you're going to smoke a cigar, which you're going to. Yeah. Are you going to bring extra in case somebody else at there is like, oh man, that smells great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's some don'ts? So we went over some do's. Do this, do that, do that. <sighs> Let me see that cigar that's in the ashtray there. When you're done smoking a cigar, the proper thing to do with it is to set it down and let it go out. Yeah. Right. 
what's the stinkiest part of a cigar ash the butt the butt right so when you take this and you're done smoking it and you do this number right yeah that it's completely unnecessary <laughs> well so one another reason that not to do not to snuff it out or snub out your cigar in the ashtray is the way the cigars are rolled a cigar won't burn on its own it's not like a cigarette once you light it it'll burn all the way down until it's done Actually, I think they just changed that because too many people died smoking in bed. I don't even know. Yeah. If they would it used to. Once you lit a yeah. cigarette, you used to light it and it would burn no matter what. Now, I think it'll go out after a certain amount of time if you don't drag on it. But a cigar, if you stop smoking a cigar, stop puffing on it, it'll go out. Yeah. All on its own. Yeah. Right? It might take, what, five, Couple six minutes. minutes. Yeah. But it'll go out. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're like, if you're actively smoking it. Um, even if you're not, it still goes out. But- when you put it down in the ashtray, it just goes out on its own. You don't have a big plume of smoke or anything like that. It just it it goes just away. goes out. Yeah. If you snuff out that cigar, you're breaking up all the tobacco that's rolled tightly together, and it's allowing more oxygen to hit that tobacco, and that burn will actually continue to burn and produce way more smoke mm. if you snuff it out than if you just set it down. Especially if there's a breeze. Yep. Yeah. And then so if if you're setting it out to have a go out no more smoke by snuffing it it actually creates more smoke than if you just drop it in an ashtray and let it do its thing yeah yep um that that was one of the things i want to talk about um do you lick your cigars i do not why not because i don't have to (laughs) so why do people lick their cigars i think some people i don't know i think maybe because they think it holds them together better if you see somebody licking their cigar before they light it they pick I, up their cigar i have and seen the whole thing. people slobber oh yeah lick strings the, of saliva lick yep. the whole cigar and i'm just i don't so understand. if you see somebody doing that and don't do it rudely but if you strike up a conversation with that person you ask them why they do that i guarantee you their answer is going to be well this is how my dad or my grandfather or my uncle or whoever right. was older than me right smoke cigars this is how they did it and this is just how i was told or taught or shown to do it back in the day before technology and humidification systems and humidors and things like that people would lick their cigar before they lit it because sometimes a wrapper would be dry oh and it it would add humidity so it wouldn't grenade on them while they're smoking right well today you don't really have to do (laughs) if you take it if you take it out of a humidor it should not grenade no no unless there's like extreme temperature changes but even then licking is not going to do anything you know there's a but that's um at least from what i've read and learned so let's talk about what you're actually licking (laughs) (laughs) so it takes 300 sets of hands to make a cigar yeah from seed to the end user and i don't know if you want to hear this or not but the quality control is sometimes they suck through it to see if there's a drag before it's lit (laughs) yeah it's it's, usually before the wrappers put on sometimes it's not sometimes 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 it's it's not it's afterwards and they just put in they they fix the cap yeah um but yeah there's a and it's not saying that there's anything bad or wrong with your cigar you know what i mean but like you're smoking it. Obviously, you're putting one end of it in your mouth. Yeah. Like, but there's no like disinfectant they put on the tobacco. Well, I don't. I think it's been proven over time that you're not going to catch anything no, or whatever. Not you at know. all. But uh, but, but just there's, there's just no reason to lick a cigar. No. Uh, like like sometimes the only time there's one caveat to that. If if I see it starting to unwind, I might lick it just a little bit just to stick it back down. 
Like that would be the only time I've ever really licked a cigar. Yeah. Um, also, if you're borrowing somebody's cutter, mm-hmm. don't put the cigar in your mouth and then cut it. Yeah. On your own cutter, do whatever you want. I don't care. But then don't lend people your cutter either. Yeah, maybe. maybe but yeah, don't slobber in your cigar and then use the house cutter or ask yeah. your buddy for his cutter. You know, it, like go ahead and do it like dry draw after you cut it, whatever. But yeah. Another thing, right? So my cigar right now, it's burning a little unevenly, right? So it's okay to touch it up. And then it'll burn evenly. Right. Like that is completely okay. Yeah. If you see a cigar getting out of control, why are you just going to let it? It's like if you are veering into the other oncoming lane and you just take your hands off the wheel. <laughs> Jesus, take hope, the wheel. Hope for the best, right? Yeah. No. Maybe it'll self-correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nowadays there's a good chance if you have all that fancy technology. But uh, but Go look, up. like now my cigar is completely even. Yep. Right? Like it's too easy. Yeah, too easy. Um, what are some other stuff? Uh, don't put a half smoked cigar in your humidor. I've seen this oh, so many times terrible. and I get it. it you enjoy the cigar. Right. You don't want to smoke the whole thing. You might want to save it for later. That's not really how cigars work. It, it goes back to what's the stinkiest part yes. of the cigar. And then all the rest of your cigars taste and smell like, like a burnt, <clears throat> like an ashtray. Yeah. Like yep. a burnt cigar. And that and getting that smell out of your travel humidor or whatever. It's, it's so possible. Yeah. But yeah. And, oh yeah, let's talk about that. If you want to smoke the cigar later, mm-hmm. you get two options. If you know you're going to say something comes up and you have to leave your cigar for a minute and you know you have to leave it, the best thing to do is to blow through it. Yeah. You're cleaning out all the smoke that's from, just hanging out, that's in hanging out inside the cigar, right? And then just set it down, mm-hmm. let it go out on its own. Yeah. And then when you go to relight it, knock off all the cold ash. Uh, because if you try to light through ash, one, it's an insulator. It won't right. let you light the cigar properly. And two, you're going to char that ash, and then you, it's really going to taste bad. Yep. But there, I think there's a shelf life on a half-smoked cigar. Uh, I've done it for overnight, and I've gone back to smoking a cigar because I'm lazy. <laughs> uh, like, I go outside, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I smoked this whole cigar. There's half of one that I left there from last night. I'll give it a try. And if it's doable, I do it. If not, I okay, that was a mistake. I'd put it out and get a new one. But but there's definitely not back in the humidor, even if you cut it off. Even if you a lot of people take the straight cut, they cut the burnt off. Right. It's still gonna make your whole humidor smell like an ashtray. Yeah. 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 Um, so speaking of that we just covered a little bit of the basics and we can go on for days. Do you want to hit some lounge etiquette quick? Uh, yeah, let's knock some of that out and then I'll tell my, uh, yeah. my interesting smoking story and we'll, we'll give that a shot. Yeah. Um, so lounge etiquette, when, when you go to a lounge, well, um, let's talk about, let's talk about owning a lounge for a minute. When you go to a lounge, you're essentially using that lounge's space to hang out. They're paying rent and and employee salary and electricity and TV and internet and all that fun stuff that you get to enjoy while you're there. The the overhead. Yeah. Yeah. The overhead. So number one 
on my etiquette list for a lounge is if you go into a lounge to hang out and smoke, buy a cigar. Yes. That's it. Like my, <laughs> like my, my, don't bring your own. My personal rule, like it's our situation is a little screwed up too because we own a brand and we go into a lot of lounges. And so there's two, there's two sets of rules I play by. Yeah. One, since I'm a brand owner and I'm going into a lounge, I don't always buy a cigar mm-hmm. because I'm there for business. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll smoke one of mine. I'll, but, but I'll if, give them cigars. But if Scott Jansen goes into a lounge to hang out on his own time, yeah. right, then I will buy the amount of cigars. Like, say I plan on smoking three cigars in the, cigar, in the lounge, right? Yep. I will buy three. Yep. Whether or not I smoke those three or not, or not right. I, I buy three. I'll put, say I, I smoke one of them, I put two in my humidor, and I smoke two of my own or something, right? right? But at least you're supporting the the yeah your place. You're, you're right? paying rent for the seat that you're taking. Yeah. Now I can also see if you only go to one cigar lounge and you buy boxes and you buy a, a ton of cigars and yep. everything in your personal humidor you have purchased from that, that lounge, lounge. It's probably okay to smoke. But you out probably of your also built a relationship yes. with the people who yeah. work there, the owners or managers right. or whatever. You know? you know, it's so in that instance, it's probably yeah. okay. Yeah. But if you walk into a brand new lounge you've never been in before, you bring in your own humidor mm-hmm. and you smoke a cigar, yeah. you're not helping that lounge at no, all. But also, don't, don't be shocked if so, an employee from that lounge comes up and says, sir, we do have what's called a cut fee here. Yeah. And if you're going to bring your own and smoke your own cigars, you have to pay this cut fee. And it's usually about the same price as yeah, a so cigar. It's usually 10 bucks or, yeah. you know, some, some lounges are 20 $25 cut fees. Yeah. Um, but essentially you're renting that chair because you what know? you're doing two things when you go in and you don't buy a cigar from the shop, one, you're not supporting the shop for your own self. Yeah. Two, you're taking up a chair where some other person that could support that shop right. could yep. be sitting. So you're costing them double yeah. on a busy day. Yeah. So yeah, just, I mean, it's something to be aware of. Yep. Um, some other things is, you know, just generally don't be a douchebag. Yeah. You know, be stay in your lane. Um, you know, have good conversations. Uh, you know, don't always try to one up everybody. Don't try to judge people based on what they're smoking. Yeah. You know, everybody's palate's different, everybody's budget's different. You know, the guys that smoke in that two dollar, you know, house blend versus the guy that's smoking that hundred dollar David off. Uh, you know, who knows why? Yeah. But you don't need to judge them based on it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but if you come in there and you're talking about, you know, cube and this cube and that, and this is blah, blah, blah. And I only smoke these hundred dollar blood. Like if I'm in there, I'm going to call you out on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you only smoke the hundred dollar cigar and you say this, you probably do only smoke that hundred dollar cigar once a month. Yeah. But you're doing it for a but, for but, status. You're but, not doing but it. My, my budget it. on a $10 cigar is probably four times what yours is. Yeah. <laughs> so like you, you never know. Right. Yeah. Um, it's kind of counterintuitive for what we're talking about on the show. But if you're in a lounge, don't try to tell somebody else how to smoke their cigar. <sighs> Unless it comes up in like conversation, but don't just walk up to a random guy and be like, hey, man, you should really touch up that cigar. Yeah. He's not going to be like, hey, man, you should really fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just be polite. You yeah. know, act, act how you want to be treated. Yeah. Yep. 
You know, and, and when you go into a cigar, if you don't know a lot about cigars, ask anybody. Yeah. Ask anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, ask the guys that have been smoking forever. They ask, the, especially the employees that work there. You know, hey, man, I think I kind of like, you know, a medium bodied cigar, you know. Yeah. You know, and listen to what they tell you. They're, they're usually pretty educated on cigars. Right. Um, so, and, and honestly, when somebody asks me a question about how to do something or what cigar I recommend, and mm-hmm. like I have some follow on questions for them. Yeah. But I love it. I love helping people. Right. Right. Because yeah. I don't want you as a new cigar smoker to smoke the wrong cigar and be turned off by it and then be right. like, okay, this isn't for me. Well, yeah. right, but that 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 cigar might not be. Yeah, yeah, but there's so many different cigars. Like, you know, yeah. Well, it's like everything else in the world. Knowledge is power. Yeah, but I'm not saying that you're you know trying to get a, a powerful position by understanding and knowing cigars. But the more knowledge that you have about it and about the more enjoyable it'll be. Exactly. Yeah. The more you're going to figure out what cigars you like and don't like, and the easier your your selection process is going to be on what you're going to smoke next and things like that. Yeah. You um, know, it comes down to like anything, right? Like when I was in, when I was a new drinker, mm-hmm. right? I just liked cheap domestic beer. Because it did the job. It did the job, right? It, you weren't, it wasn't about like, flavor. If you would have, if you would have handed me Woodford Reserve double oaked when I was 18, I probably would not have enjoyed it. I would have put it in a glass <laughs> on ice, mixed it with Coke, and got shit faced. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, but I wouldn't have been like, oh, this is a really good. I wonder how much this is. I wonder what yeah. they, what's double oaked mean. I would have been like, oh, this will this will work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same with that half gallon of plastic bottle of military special bourbon. That'll yeah. work too. And that's just be, you know that's mainly because John had a you know a, a youth that was uh, like most other military guys wasn't. Uh, I drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I still I was there for PT every morning and I yeah you know but we didn't necessarily drink to enjoy what we were drinking. It had nothing to do with the taste of the booze. Yeah, it was a hundred percent the effects that alcohol. Did on a person. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, Speaking of effects of alcohol that did on a person, uh, let's get into this this new way that I found on how to smoke a cigar. Yeah. So you were. I was was on a gator hunt. And you were trying to um, help help a newer smoker? Well, there's a group of people. There was probably, I don't know, eight or ten people that were down there. There's a veteran hunt. Um, doing a gator hunt in South Texas, and uh, we were on the Womack Ranch. Um, and uh, you know, I brought a bunch of cigars down because sometimes they're cigar smokers, sometimes they're not. But like we talked about earlier, I always bring extra in case people want to smoke. If I, if I'm smoking, yeah. So I brought a bunch of extra cigars, and and these guys happen to be cigar smokers. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I brought enough. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I did. I ended up leaving the weekend with like five or six cigars, so at least I had enough for the ride home. Um, but uh so we're it's, down there it's, it's like a two-hour drive so five or six got him home <laughs> it's you know the last the, the my biggest fear in life right now is being somewhere and running out of cigars and not being able to get more yeah like i don't have a local shop i can go to that's close or anything like that and now i'm extremely inconvenienced because i have nothing to smoke until i can find cigars yeah that's my biggest fear right now in life <laughs> um 
but so we're hanging out and and we get done running around doing everything we had to do on the first uh you know afternoon evening that we were there uh we just got done with dinner we're sitting on the back patio and i of course light up a cigar and pour myself a whiskey a couple of the guys you know are like oh man that smells really good i'm like oh right over here there's a humidor there's cigars in it if you guys want to enjoy them i was like they're like oh well you know blah blah so i went over the different cigars that i brought down and everything like that you know there's a lighter cutter over here blah 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 if you guys have any questions on anything just let me know just the same conversation you have with anybody else that you know it's like hey here's cigars this yeah. is what they are so a bunch of guys grab the scars you know they're you know hey man can you show me how to cut this you know da, 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 da. like i don't want to do it wrong i yeah. only smoke like once or twice a year i'm like cool no problem so you know i show them how to cut regular i show them the little cheater trick you put the cutter on the bar you put the cigar in it upside down and you cut it that way and it's a perfect cut every time um and uh, and so one of the guys, he has a cigar in his mouth backwards. The the foot, the part where you light is in his mouth. The part you cut was sticking out. And I noticed it because the band, the band was so far away from right. the mouth. And I'm like, hey, man, um, I, I don't want to be a dick. Though. I don't I don't want to correct <laughs> what you're doing, but you should probably turn the cigar around when you light it. And he's like. Oh, he's like, this is how I smoke my cigars. I was like, well, excuse me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't cut it. I just, this guy's already cut. So I just put that in my mouth and I light the other side, which is the head of the cigar. This part, part you're supposed to cut, put it in your mouth. And I just kind of like gave him this like very confused look. And he's like, what? And I was like, let's. I was like, typically you don't do it that way because, you know, the cigar is going to might fall apart in your mouth and. You know, that's it, it's designed to be cut the other end and then you smoke it that way and give him the whole reason of the construction and whatnot. And he's like, uh, he's like, well, it never blew apart in my mouth. And I was like, okay. And he's like, uh, he's like, it works for me. And so he lit it and he smoked the whole cigar and it smoked perfectly that way. And so I was like, I got to try this. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's never done a cold draw. Yeah, I know. Never. Not <laughs> once. He has no idea what the cigar tastes like unlit. Um, but so, so he did it. And and it worked. And so I tried it and it worked. And I was like, no way. And then John comes back and tells me this story. Like, and I'm like, I've never done this. Yeah. So today will be the first day. Yep. So this is a, a new way. It's a no cut light. And you and you do it backwards on the cigar. I'm not even going to take the band off so that we can see. So this side is cut. This side is not. This is just right out of the package. And you just put it backwards and you light it. All Let's right. see what happens. The initial draw is a little hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really. You're, just, it just opened up. You're not. There's nothing to like suck through because the, the cigar, the, the head of the cigar is closed. Mm-hmm. I mean. So right out the gate. If it's stupid and it works, it's not really that stupid. Right out the gate, I get a very different flavor yes, on me this too. cigar. Absolutely. And I think it's because you're lighting that wrapper. You're, li you're, you're lighting three layers of wrapper. Of wrapper. Yeah. Right. So they say when you smoke, like, they say, like, your wrapper is, like, 70% of your flavor, right? Yep. And so, yes, the initial light was way different way different than way what? different because you were smoking the same cigar I earlier wait yeah i yeah like yep. two seconds ago yeah yeah 
way different flavor because it's all it's all wrapper. It's all the risotto. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But it smokes. It smokes and, just and, fine. And now it tastes the same. Yep. I got no tobacco in my mouth. Yeah. I have. We'll see. I have a. I don't have a perfectly straight burn line. Yeah, me either. But that's it's still getting over the shoulder of the head of the cigar. So we'll see what happens once it it gets through. I don't. What do you? What would you even call it? The final third. Once it gets through the final third, it works to the second third, <laughs> and then I'm working towards the first third. <laughs> well, you know, I, I usually throw a lot of my final thirds away. So we'll see what this does. This is my favorite part of the cigar now. I'm going to smoke all my cigars backwards. So a lot of people think when you have the veins of the leaf in a cigar that that's bad. That's not always bad because that's where a lot of your flavor is. Yeah. And it's there to help the cigar burn. And it, it's, you're not, I mean, it's normal to mm-hmm. have veins, right? So when you roll a cigar, typically all your veins point toward the head of the cigar yeah right and so now you're 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 smoking all the thicker part of the veins of the of the leaf uh Mm -hmm. so that it's interesting yeah but yeah and uh so once again it'll light it'll smoke it'll work the guy's not wrong you know he's literally smoking a cigar backwards yeah not cutting it like against everything that that traditionally you would call the norm of how you smoke a cigar, but it smokes. It does smoke. It tastes the same once you get once past you get that past cap. that initial light. Yeah. Do you have any tobacco in your mouth? Is no. it falling apart? Is it doing no? So why do you think this is just pure opinion? Why do you think that the world? Is supposed to smoke the cigar the other way, the way, the right way. Why yeah. do you think it's? This is straight conspiracy theory. But do you think like somebody who created a cutter and was like, "Oh, maybe we should teach people to smoke a cigar where you have to use this cutter"? Well, I tell you what, this would not work on a closed foot cigar. That's true. This would not work on, say, a Salomon. Maybe. Uh, not really. No, because yeah. it's, so it's so tight. Yep. Yeah, it's so tight right there. You never. Um, it would be interesting on a torpedo. I think you'd run into burn issues on a torpedo because you're trying to light a point. Well, no more than a Salamone, probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, but it works. It smokes. But that was the craziest thing when I heard that, you know, hey. Let's. I, I smoke these cigars backwards because I don't have to cut them. If it's stupid and it works, it's not no, that stupid. It's not. So, hey, it's the first time. <laughs> Might not be the last, right? Um, I I just finally got a piece of tobacco in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So we covered some do's and don'ts. Um, we covered a little bit of lounge stuff. We lit a cigar backwards to prove that it works. Yeah. Uh, which kind of solidifies that there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's recommendations, but it, uh, I'm can, gonna, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Recommendations. Mm-hmm. 
Boys, can I throw another question at y'all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen this one a couple of times of people that have come in. When you go into a humidor and you pull a cigar out of a box and it's still in the cellophane, can you smell through cellophane? Can the, the smellophane? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, so typically, no. Um, and especially when you're in a humidor, you're you're just smelling the air that's in the humidor. Right. Like, right. If you want to get a smell of a cigar, you almost have to do it on the open end. And even so, like, that's not real good etiquette when you're in a humidor, unless you've already Bought made up cigar. your mind that you're purchasing yeah. that cigar. But even then, like what you what your nose is going to get off that cigar versus what the flavor profiles actually are. Two completely different things. Yeah, like if you know, you've heard people talk about the cold draw and what yeah. it tastes like, it never tastes like when it's lit. No, no, yeah. So, and same thing, like smelling the tobaccos, you're not really going to get anything off of that. That's going to tell you what the cigar is going to taste like. You might get, you might be able to tell if the cigar's young or not. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get a hint of like a, ammonia smell off of the cigar. It means it hasn't aged. It just needs a little bit more age. That's it. Um, But even then, like the majority of the cigars that you're going to run into in a shop, they've either been aged, even if it's a brand new cigar that just got released. Yeah. Typically, they're going to make sure that that ammonia is out of it. Well, the Um, ammonia goes away in about 60 to 90 days. So, and then, you know, it almost takes that long to Mm -hmm. get them anyway. But yeah, if smell, trying to smell a cigar through the the cellophane, that's a very new cigar smoker thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, you're never going to see somebody that's been in, in the industry or been smoking cigars for the majority, you know, of let's say anything over a couple of years. None of them are going to try to smell a cigar through the cellophane. Yeah. Or even outside the cellophane. Not really. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been guilty of it. of trying to smell a foot of the cigar. And then what happens is I breathe in uh, like the small pieces of tobacco that are like the dust. Loose, yep. Yeah. And then I sneeze. Yeah. Every single time. So now I just don't smell them anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's a good one though. Smell of pain. What else you got? Anything else? Because I know uh, you've been in. I'm, I'm with very, us long enough now. Where yeah, you, I'm. I'm in that like middle ground of like I'm still very new, but I've, I've got a few uh, a few things. Um, you've been around us long enough, exactly. So yeah. you've gotten like the the advanced course, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I went from from novice to now. People ask me questions, and I'm like, John and Scott are right over there. Why are you asking me this? Well, uh, most of the questions you're asking, you actually know. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I mean, y'all covered the big ones. I know um, the cellophane one. That was a good one, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so cellophane does breathe. It's porous. Yeah. So it'll allow humidity to get to your cigar. Yeah. It's not like a saran wrap. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you, you can't smell through it. No. Uh, uh, I've got a, a question for y'all. Um, we have people coming here and they're they're newer cigar smokers and they're looking for a cigar, but they don't really know what they're looking for. Uh, what do you think they should they should know when looking for a cigar? Well, I think they they should know 
Like I ask, what do they normally smoke that they like? And then if I'm familiar with that cigar, it helps me determine yeah. where to put them. I was going to say it's, it's, I used to ask mild, medium, or full body. What do you normally smoke? Mild, medium, or full body? What I've found out with that is people don't know what they smoke. Yeah. Well, do you have mild, medium, or full body? Oh, I'm only full body. Okay, cool. What are some cigars that you like to smoke? And they'll tell me the like lightest Connecticut yeah. that I've ever had. And I was just like, bro, that's not full body. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, so if you can remember one or two cigars that you like, that you know that you enjoy, and when you go into humidor and you're trying to find something new and you're talking to the, the, the guy who's running the humidor or an employee from that shop, and you're like, I normally smoke X and Y. Yeah. Do you have anything that's close to it? They're going to recommend you a cigar. Yeah. They are. It might not be the perfect cigar for you, but it's a very good start to try to expand what you normally smoke. Um, but if, if, like I said, if you're mild, medium, full body, you're like, oh, I only smoke full body. So another newbie answer to that question is what do you normally smoke? And they give me a brand. Yeah. Right. That's like, what do you normally drive? Chevy's. Oh, so you're a Chevy Volt guy. Or are you a Chevy Camaro guy? Or are you a Chevy Dually guy? Yeah. Right. Like the brand, like for example, Warfighter has we have 10 different blends, 10 different blends that are vastly different from each other. Mm -hmm. Right. We have everything very mild to very bold. Not very, eh, we got some bolder yeah. ones, but, uh, you know, so if somebody comes in and they say, I smoke this brand, well, then I know they don't really know what they're talking about. And so then I'll ask, well, how much do you want to spend? How many cigars would you like? You know, and if they tell me the you know, five or six range, I'll recommend they get a sampler pack mm -hmm. and that way they get the range. Right. And then I'll recommend that they remember which ones they prefer out of the sample pack. Yeah. And then that way we kind of know where to go from there for mm -hmm. the next time. Um, but yeah, you have to know in the cigar industry makes it hard, right? Like some brands, it's hard to know what model you're smoking. And we're guilty of it. We're, we are guilty of it because we're, we're working on change, yeah. but we're guilty of it. <laughs> you know, you know, cause, uh, but if you read the band, it's on there. Mm -hmm. But the problem is if anybody's like me, I can see something one second and totally not remember what it is the yeah. next second. Yeah. What's that? What's a guy off of, uh, what was it? 50 first dates. Right. Two minute Tom or whatever. Then <laughs> that's all you, you know, yeah. <laughs> his memory was just. Two minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. I'd, so they do make like little cigar books that you can make notes mm -hmm. and you can rate it how you rate it, you know, like a, like a journal, cigar yep. journal. Right. And so like I would recommend that for a new person. And they have ones that have a little spot where you can actually like glue or tape the band yeah. on the page too. So, you know. You can correlate all your tasting notes yeah. and, and how well you liked it or didn't like it with the actual band of this. Cigar. Now, if there's a cigar you really enjoy, right? I would Google or try to read the box or whatever, what that cigar is made of. Like, yeah. what, are, what are the different types of tobacco? Where in what country they came from, right. what regions. And then you, you smoke your next one that you might like. And, okay, they're different, but I like this one. And then you look, okay, what's the same in these two cigars? Yep. Well, it's this kind of tobacco. Okay, so then then you start looking for cigars with that type of tobacco. Yep. You know, like I like Brazilian tobacco. Yeah. You know, I I just I for some reason I like Brazilian tobacco. 
And so there's a, a cigar that makes 100% Brazilian cigar. Yep. And it's three different Brazilian types of tobacco. And I love that cigar. It's actually called the Brazilian. Yeah, it's called <laughs> yeah. Easy for me to remember. I actually I actually started doing that recently. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've smoked, when I first started working at Warfighter, I've only smoked Warfighter, mainly because I was like, if someone comes up to me and asks me yeah. about a Warfighter cigar, I need to be able to answer it. But I've grown a collection of other brands. And so I've gotten to the point where I will smoke it. And then exactly what you said, I'll do a Google review or Google search, find a review, and I'll look at all right, what wrappers in here. What's the binder? Yeah. What's the filler? What are the tasting notes this person's getting compared to what I'm getting? Right. And yeah. then the most important part is I'm like, what am I finding that I like from the cigar? Yeah. Am I liking the body of it? Does it have a little spice that I like? And so that's definitely helped me as I've kind of right. grown my cigar knowledge of like, I know that I like a little bit of spice. I don't like a lot of spice. I yeah. like a little bit. I like a, a smoother, a more medium body. Like yeah. now I can, I can go into a humidor and be like, Oh, I know I like this. And then you can tell the sales guy, this is what I rec what I like. Exactly. Right? Find me a cigar that fits that. Yep. You know, and so yeah, I mean, it's hard when you're like on cigar number four, where you're like, okay, now I need to go buy what I like. Well, you don't know yet. You yeah. just at that point it's still experiment. You know, I'd say you need to get to about cigar twenty or thirty, and then you can really kind of say, Okay, this might be what so I prefer. This conversation leads me into some subliminal messages that we have going on in this podcast. Okay. Right. So we were talking about uh, learning how to get those flavors out of the scar, figure out what you like. You're developing your palate. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you talked earlier about a cigar journal. Okay. Right. So we have cigar journal, which is an actual publication in the cigar. Oh, industry. it's a magazine as well. Yep. Yeah. And developing palates. Is also a well. It's a yeah. They're uh, they're a review channel yeah. for cigars in the cigar industry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yes, yeah, it it does take a while to develop your palate, just like drinking wine or drinking whiskey or scotch or tequila. Yeah. Or even food. Do you know what I mean? Like you think you had a good steak until you had a really good steak. Yeah. And yeah. then we go back to that other steak, and you realize. Oh, I've been eating shitty steaks my whole life. Yeah. Because you're developing your palate to pick out flavors that are like, like more when, complex. Like when your six-year-old finally goes from chicken nuggets to, uh, I want a double cheeseburger. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, like yep. <laughs> the same situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Justin still has hot pockets for lunch, but yeah, <laughs> it's called meal prep. All right. <laughs> Don't shame me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it takes a while to, 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 of smoking different cigars for your palate to, to mature enough to be able to be like, you know what? I like this. But if you're smoking, if you're smoking cigars and you're not paying attention to what's in them and you're, you're just smoking them to smoke them, then you're not actually learning. Right. You know, that's why I would say dig into like what, yeah. Pay attention in, to yeah what's in a cigar that you actually like. The, the coolest part is, I mean, for us, it doesn't happen that often, but just because we smoke while we're working, we smoke while we're doing everything else. But that chance where I get to have a cigar and I get to sit down, and I don't have anything else that I have to do. And most of the time, I'll pay attention to about half of that cigar. Yeah. And then I'll get squirreled with my phone or a conversation or something else that's going on yeah. in my environment. But if I can sit there and I can actually pay attention to the cigar, yeah, I appreciate smoking that cigar, whether I like it or not. Yeah. And it's because I, I put myself in a mental state where 
everything else that I have going on in my life yeah. kind of gets put on a back burner and I focus on the cigar for whatever. Like I said, even if it's half the cigar, 25 minutes, 30 minutes yeah. where I, I can actually decompress a little bit and then focus on enjoying something instead of like my brain going a thousand miles a minute and I got this I got to do and that I got to do and yeah. this is next week and blah, blah, blah. So it's relaxing. It's nice. Yeah. Like, like I'll smoke cigars in the evening. I'll watch TV outside, smoke a cigar. But I'll enjoy the cigar more if the TV's not on and my exactly. phone's not in my hand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gets you focus. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think about it. Yeah. Yep. And you do the retro hail and you mm-hmm. really get to know the flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, where are we at for time? We're right at about 50 minutes, boys. Oh, cool. Well, any other pressing matters? Because I know uh I know we're we covered a lot on this episode. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of not really all over the place, but there's a, like I said, we could go on for days about do's and don'ts. Yeah. How's so, your, go ahead. So this is episode two. It is. And we haven't released the first one quite yet. We haven't released the, you know, the Facebook page. We haven't got any feedback. So we're going off of just us talking right now. Yeah. But you know, we want some customer, uh, some listener, listener feedback. And uh, so one, once this hits, you know, they'll, probably be two three episodes at the same time they're released but But uh, leave questions in the comments if you guys want us to talk about something or explain something or go into detail about something about warfighter any of our blends any of our products um any of our beliefs shit yeah whatever uh leave a comment let us know what you want to hear from us um you know that on on the show um keep it family rated ish 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 um you know, if it's something that we're not going to talk about, we just won't. But yeah, that's what our other podcast is for. Yeah. <laughs> it's for all the, the R-rated, X-rated shit. Um, but how's your cigar smoking? It's it's good. Yeah. Uh, so you're about halfway through it. Yeah. It tastes like a normal one now. Yeah. You know, like Do any any issues, anything that's no. not working how it should be because you're smoking that cigar backwards. No, it's staying, it's staying wrapped and it's, it's smoking just fine. I mean, I have a really... Yeah, good burn line. Nothing's falling apart on it. It's not unraveling. Um, yeah, keep an open mind. <laughs> you know, keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, yeah. There's more than one way to smoke a cigar. We're finding out today. You could smoke it backwards without even cutting it. Yeah. I wonder how much shit we're gonna get for this. You know, I'm gonna do this in front of Gonzalo. And see what he says. <laughs> Just see. You gotta do it like you need to get like a like a uh an opus X. No, no. When we're when we're down the factory doing a test blend. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking put it in my mouth and light the wrong end. Just see what he said. Just see. That just, would be funny. We, we, you know what we should do? We should, we should think about doing this at the trade show and we go to other brands and we have a conversation with that brand owner. And we trade cigars and do whatever we need to do, but we get one of theirs and we light it up in front of them backwards <laughs> just to see their reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like Arturo Fuente would say, if you lit up uh, one of his cigars backwards in know. front of him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he would say if I lit one the correct way in front of him. So. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, go give it a try. Let us know what you guys think. Smoke a cigar backwards. Let I me know. am. I'm looking forward to smoking this one backwards because they got that candela. This is, that that's I, all the candela that I that want. I purposely put there so I would never actually have to smoke it. But now, 
that I've done this. I want to smoke the night shift backwards. Um, just to see yeah it's like a like a mini barbie barber pole you know like well the, you'll get the you'll get the um the habano oscuro yeah. cap and then you'll get a hit a candela which i probably won't enjoy and then it'll go back to the yeah the flavor of the cap <laughs> yeah no i'm looking forward to doing the night shift backwards yeah <laughs> well stay tuned for more sh- shenanigans yeah yeah, we're working on those guests and uh, working on, uh, yeah, we'll just try to make this uh, a good good podcast for you guys. So, yeah, there's not really topics that are off limits. So we're going st- to stay away from politics. We're going to stay away from current events and religion and religion. Other than that, you can hit us with almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Well, until next week, guys, have fun. Smoke all the cigars, drink all the whiskey. Smoke them forward, backwards, doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Light them however you want. We'll Cut light, them however you want. Light one in the middle next time, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know what you're thinking. Absolutely not. It, it's got to be a long cigar. I'm No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing well, it. Was that like Lady of the Tramp, right? <laughs> that'd, be so, that'd be so weird. Like, what do, do I look at the cigar? Do I make direct eye contact with you? Like, how do I do this? Yeah. We'll have to get like the Woody. It's like uh, that's too long. <laughs> you want to be closer to me? Yeah, I was thinking like a robusto or something. We, I mean, we got Miniman. We could smoke one of those and light it in the middle. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter if you're gay. It doesn't matter. What is what does being gay have to do with smoking a cigar? Nothing. It's just if we're if you're smoking one end and I'm smoking the other, we light it in the middle of the same cigar. Mm. That's yeah. I don't know. It's it, it's like how gay chicken starts. I think <laughs> it's definitely not how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, yeah. you guys have fun, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>